0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Silicon Sasquatch podcast. We are right in the middle of season three or whatever we're calling it right now. And uh, we have a couple of uh, news items we want to discuss today just for for kicks, you know, like you do. Uh, today with me, I have Spencer Tordoff. Hello. And Aaron Thayer. Hey, everyone. So, Spencer, can you tell us what we'll be talking about today?
1: Why don't we start off with the
0: PlayStation? Can I just butt in here real quickly to say before we get into the PlayStation discussion that I take issue with your tone about them not actually showing the hardware?
1: (laughs) Hater. My entire stance on it is that they probably don't have it in a nice looking enough case yet because they're just building it out of stock hardware right now.
2: They haven't added enough blue lights and touchpads to it. Yet. There you go.
1: There you go. And there's no little twisty PlayStation logo on there just yet?
2: Mm-hmm. No, that's that's pivotal. No pun intended.
1: <laughs> you, you gotta have that on oh. there.
0: Hey. Yeah, they're actually just waiting to try and see if they can sneak a cell, cell processor back on and say, just kidding, guys. We're actually going with this. <laughs> it's it's fine. We're not actually doing this, this streaming thing. That's ridiculous. Now we're doing it with 29 processors. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck programming for a prime number. Um. <laughs> I don't know how programming works. But yeah, let's talk about the PS4.
1: So they they came out on the 20th and pretty much said, hey, here's the PS4. Here's what's in it. Here's what the controller looks like. Here's a few launch titles for it. Mm -hmm. And that was more or less the the content of the press conference. There were a couple things that we uh, actually anticipated here uh, in a previous podcast, which was the trend towards streaming your content to other devices. Because uh, they directly talked about that. They talked about streaming stuff to your uh, to your Vita and just a, having your PS4 be the kind of central media platform in the house, which came as no surprise to us here, I would say. However, they also talked about streaming in a lot of different ways. Um, Sony purchased the cloud service Gaikai and is apparently going to be using that to do game demos and certain releases, is the impression I got from that additionally they've embraced uh streaming your games out to other people which personally is uh, i think that's probably the most compelling feature that i've heard so far i would agree with that actually Mm -hmm. yeah where they're talking about hey you can you can spectate uh remotely and you can pass the controller to your friends remotely and that's that's pretty interesting i think that that there's a lot of potential there um people think that streaming games, you know, hey, hey, watch me play this, is kind of fringe and kind of PC, but I don't really think that's true. It's something that's kind of been gaining a lot of momentum. Mm -hmm. So I I think there's really something there and that Sony's kind of first on the scene to actually acknowledge it.
2: Yeah, there are many people who watch uh, day one releases on uh, different internet sites of people playing games and just going, oh, hey, so this is the new game out. I'm going to be playing it for a few hours. Just watch. So you're right. It's not so fringe as maybe people think but it's definitely not a console type of activity yet
0: yeah i i think it's um it's one of those things that has garnered a lot of appeal i think uh, with more people than you may have expected i mean if you search youtube for call of duty ridiculous grenade kills you'll see videos of like tens of millions of views. I think it, it, it's a shared experience where people a lot of people are playing games and it's been very historically difficult to try and share those experiences with the broader public. You need a good computer with powerful software or specialized hardware for a console to capture it so mm-hmm. I think it's really smart. I wrote a piece I, I actually dug it up a while back when right before the PS4 announcement about what I thought the next consoles needed to have and like not to sound really smart because I wasn't it was just really obvious. Making things more social and focus on sharing, I thought, made a lot of sense for what what was missing from this current generation that would make a lot of sense for the future.
2: So I, I would ask then, uh, being the negative person I am about social things, uh, yeah. <laughs> why do you think it's important to have that social integration going forward? Because to me and my habits, it seems just kind of a, a waste of... I don't see myself using it, but why is it important to have it in the next generation?
0: Sure. I'll, I'll do give, give a quick answer and then see what Spencer thinks, but I, I think in one word it's stickiness. It's getting people to keep coming back to the console, to keep trying to engage with other people. Um, if your friends are playing something, you're probably going to want to play stuff too. Like That's why I favor my Xbox over my PS3 for most games is because I have more friends on Xbox. That's true.
1: I would totally back up Nick on this one. Uh, stickiness is really, really big, especially when we're so oversaturated with, with titles. Yeah. Uh, you want to get people coming back to it, and there's a, a few varied approaches for that. A yearly release is one of them. Uh, there's the Valve approach of continually releasing new content and letting the community generate content. But streaming is a really good way to do that, because people have a fondness for a title that want to see other people playing, other strategies if it's competitive. That's that's a really good way to keep people interested. The other thing I was going to note is that gaming for me, and I know that there was a vocal group on Twitter that was more or less saying, oh, what's with all this social bullshit? Uh, if I wanted to be social, I wouldn't play video games. Damn right. <laughs> uh Oh, Aaron, you're just <laughs> killing me here. Uh, gaming for me is an inherently social activity. Yes. There are a number of games that I will play solo, but that's mostly because I can't convince my friends to play
0: them. And the ones that you do play solo, that your friends also play, you you go and talk about them afterward, right? right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the games that I play solo are far more frequently dropped in favor of things that I play with a group, like uh, currently... I really like Hawken. I'm enjoying Hawken. Hawken is on total hiatus to play Battlefield, which, I mean, I like. It's through, you know, uh, Origin, which I'm really not crazy about. But I'm playing it because my friends are playing it and I'm about to go to an event where I'm going to play a lot of it. And that's really big for me. Like the whole land scene, the whole getting together with people and playing games and yelling at them. I mean, I, I broke out Rock Band last night for the same reason because people were over, and I wanted to have a social experience with them. You know, people are quick to dismiss it, but that's, that's a really big part of what games are. I mean, I would say the companies began to realize it the moment they started including four ports on, uh, mm-hmm. on consoles for controllers. It's more and more a social activity, and for Sony to embrace it in, the, in this way with the, uh, with the streaming is really just a good move for them because that's where it's going to be like there there's always going to be solitary gamers but the more gamers there are the more social it's going to be
2: well i would identify myself as honestly more of a solitary gamer just because of the type of things that have attracted me but i cutting through all the jaded entitlement that those people on twitter have you know i'm still someone who will play games with people and enjoy stuff like you mentioned battlefield multiplayer whatever But it definitely is going to be a good thing in how Sony is... It's not forced on you. They're not building a social network. They're just going to add social aspects to their network. So you don't have to use any of that, from my understanding and the way it looks, to actually get more out of the game. It's just additional stuff for, like, you guys, who do enjoy more of that social aspect, whereas, you know, the most social multiplayer I'm doing right now is sharing Pokemon with my girlfriend. (laughs) Like, I'd rather just sit and Play that to myself, but that's always how I've been with games. So that's my taste, not just I hate playing with people.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's totally fine. It looks like just from what they've shown so far, they're making a really deliberate effort to not saturate, oversaturate like core games with social components. Like I doubt there'll be a trophy of like, share your best bagging video from Killzone and get a silver trophy like it's not going to be that kind of bullshit
2: <laughs> i might do that actually i, I might do that because what uh uncharted had the tweet aspect where it would tweet parts of uncharted 2 on twitter so that that was their initial steps into this social network uh addition to playstation which sucked but it sounds like they're being smarter about it now because like you guys are right it's more interesting to watch what your uh, friend's doing in the same game you have for strategies or just to compare or make fun of them that that is more useful than just posting to an already established social network stupid crap about the mundane things you did in a level in a game
1: to move on from that are there any other aspects of the hardware that we want to discuss because again we don't know a whole lot about it other than it's x86 based this time around
0: it
2: sounds beefy (laughs) it
1: does sound fairly beefy Though, I mean, you know, my immediate reaction before I tweeted too many times and they shut down my account for a couple hours.
2: For good reason. You know you have a problem, Wynn.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, was that I have the same number of cores and twice the memory. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, PC, so blah blah blah. But it but it is it is honestly it's pretty beefy. If you built a computer to that spec, it would handle everything pretty well.
2: Well, and we've all known that for many generations. It's the developers and how they utilize the the closed platform hardware. It's not the specs necessarily. I mean, what this last generation had 512 or something megabytes of um, RAM I think so for the console and now this one has eight gigabytes which of course the the asshole PC gamers among us which the three of us again do game on PCs Spencer probably mm-hmm. yep. much more so but of course people uh, uh right away went well I've got 16 gigabytes on mine that's stupid but that's just short-sightedness you know it's gonna be fine
1: yeah yeah uh, mostly I was just being a ridiculous asshole for the entire span well, of course of- as long as they were letting me. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, hardware sounds good, but let's talk about the
2: games that they actually showed at the event. Sure. Or the games you no longer own on your PlayStation Network account.
1: Oh, but... uh, (laughs) Let's see. Let's see. Uh, The ones that really stood out to me... Let's see. The first couple were Deep Down and Knack, which um, I Mm -hmm. guess Deep Down had a pretty sexy trailer, but it didn't really uh, enamor me. And then Knack kind of looked like Vector Man 64. <laughs> That's old. I mean, it's 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 cute and everything, but I don't think it's the most exciting uh, launch title. It's probably not for you. Probably not.
2: There's Killzone, which
1: is military shooter 2.0, so I really don't care.
2: They really went out on a limb to show a Killzone game for new hardware again. Yeah, that was bold. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to get people excited about it. Uh, besides Tyler, apparently.
0: Well, I mean, I still maintain that it's a pretty creatively bankrupt series, and always has been, but
2: it looks gorgeous.
1: Oh, no, I mean, it's certainly pretty, aside the animations.
2: It's like saying, oh, she has a nice personality.
1: No, it's actually it's actually the precise opposite of that. <laughs> yeah. It's the precise opposite. It's like, well, she's really attractive, <laughs> if you don't talk to her at all.
0: So, at the risk of sounding like total bigots, let's uh, drop the analogy for now. Yeah,
1: yeah, let's, let's cut that out right now, mm-hmm. before we become the... Uh, the typical gamers that everyone loves to hate.
0: We don't want to be a gaming podcast, guys. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. shit. Uh, what am I doing with this microphone? This has gotten really awkward.
2: How many more minutes of breasts can we talk about in this podcast? Let's let's
1: not. Uh, let's talk about... The, the Breast Physics Podcast <laughs> is the next one. <laughs> Breast Friends
0: Podcast? God. Anyway. God damn it. <laughs> so I'll see you guys in hell.
1: Let's talk about The Witness, uh, or as... Jonathan Blow put it. I'm not sure how I'm going to follow all those explosions, which I think was his exact tone. But the Witness is actually something I've been ex- really excited about. Yeah, it really looks pretty. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a little a little slow for me. I mean, I'm a, I'm a kid who, when my family got their brand new PC, it came with Mist, and I started playing it, and then I realized, oh my god, this is going to take forever. <laughs> yeah. But still, I'm really excited to try it.
2: I think it's more there to show Sony's commitment to having more of those uh, downloadable type, smaller titles, not just... I mean, I I don't know. I'm being unfair because it was a short video, but it doesn't scream anything like next-gen, which doesn't have to. It's just them going, hey, so the guy who made Braid, you know, he's going to make a game here too, and it'll probably be pretty good, so don't expect just huge shooters.
0: So I, I agree with that, but um with a caveat, which is that I don't think it's gonna be downloadable. Oh really? really? Well he said it's a twenty five hour twenty five hour puzzle game. Uh braid was built at I think four to five, um mm-hmm. uh, cost fifteen bucks at launch. I bet this is gonna be a full retail with you know digital download too, but I think this is a much bigger game in scope. And that's great. That's great that it's going to PS4. That's great that it's leading for consoles on PS4. It sounds like it's still launching simultaneously or ahead of that on PC, which is how God intended but I, I think it's I think they brought him out and showed that trailer debuted that trailer actually at that event mm-hmm. more because they've lost that game company as an did they lose that game company did they go independent
2: after they finished their last game journey on the contract they I believe they are independent and can do whatever they want yeah
0: okay so there was no Last Guardian and there was no uh, Genova Chen game mm-hmm. so I think this was kind of Sony saying we need to make sure we don't because imagine if there had been nothing like The Witness at this event right
1: that's a good point. That would actually be a really bad tone, looking at all of the other things that were announced.
2: Yeah. Here's our creative indie person, enjoy the game sort of thing, which is fine.
1: It, it was a good get.
0: Jonathan Blow is a pretty great designer.
2: I'm
1: a little surprised they actually got him to show up at the event. I mean, he
0: he didn't look tranquilized or anything, so I guess he came of his own accord. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, th- I mean, I'm excited to see what it looks like on that hardware. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely. I think the biggest statement they were trying to make with games shown was Destiny, though.
1: I would say so. I mean, l- I'm going down the list here. Okay. Infamous, yeah, okay. I mean, it's it's all right. I'll check it out.
2: I like to.
0: Yeah. I didn't. I tried. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Drive Club, it's like, hey, look, social features, and also Gran Turismo fans pay attention. I have to get in my go. traditional dig at Diablo 3 because <laughs> cool. Great guys.
2: Cool. It's not for you. Metzen was there. I mean, that's just so huge.
1: Diablo 3 on PC wasn't for me. No. What is this for? This is for people who want to have
0: friends over and play like
1: Gauntlet or Castle Crashers. Well, we have Gauntlet and Castle Crashers to that. I can see, sure, okay, Diablo 3 as gauntlet i can kind of see that but it's just an underwhelming release we knew it was in the pipes
0: yeah i mean i was i was hoping it was warcraft adventures lord of the clans (laughs) oh my god for real (laughs) look at those orc physics just so beautiful (laughs) back of the box features
1: have some respect for that game that never came out just like starcraft hey
2: i had the issue of pc gamer that was the exclusive about it i was excited too but you know that horse has been beaten
1: Blizzard will just can things if they if they don't
2: think they're good enough. And yet they're
1: doing Diablo 3 on consoles. So.
2: Well, that was the the conspiracy theory if people saw that. Uh, oh, yeah, well, surprise, it's on consoles. That was the whole reason Diablo 3 sucked when it came out, the people being paranoid saying that. I don't think that's the case, but they definitely, you know, seem to want to make Diablo 3 fit on a console, and I guess it's pretty cool that PlayStation has it because... Diablo 1 on PlayStation. The original PlayStation was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was just such a bad year. Yeah. So this is their their chance to do it right, I guess.
1: Okay. Well, I, I hope they do well with it. I'm just not excited. Unless I could download it with my Blizzard account to a PS4. Like That <laughs> would be really cool, but I doubt they're going to do that. Yeah. Watch Dogs is very pretty. I I don't know that I have much more to say about that other than it's probably going to be a day one buy
0: for me. So we talked a little bit about Watch Dogs on the Assassin's Creed podcast, which is either going up before or after this. If you travel through time, it may be in sequence. I'm not sure. (laughs) But Aaron and I, I think, both kind of see that as a a promising kind of extension of the Assassin's Creed uh, design philosophy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm I'm personally really excited to see what they do with it.
2: I'm really curious. I, I knew it was taking place in Chicago, the game. But I think they need to tone down the windiness a little bit. Everything was blowing in that trailer.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they wanted to show off the cloth physics. That was a that was a big gap for them. Look what we can do with this guy's long coat. Is what they were trying to tell us. It's a pretty sweet coat. <laughs> yeah.
2: It does look like a great game, and it probably will be great no matter what console you play it on, since I believe it's coming to all of them.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm really just hoping it <laughs> it comes with a good amount of character creation. Uh, options or customization options just because i kind of want to be a guy in a long coat with a fedora just fiddling with his phone all the time Uh, for some reason i think that'd be hilarious
0: isn't that what everybody at pax is doing exactly
1: exactly (laughs) i would be the generic nerd off the cuff right there and then okay apparently i would also carry a gun so i guess i'm a republican nerd
2: yeah you're that, Um, that guy who thought it was a good idea to buy a trench coat yeah yeah
1: he thought that was that was just awesome he's gonna look so cool in that and the fedora is just glad there's no way there's no way podcast listeners to
2: ruin the fedora Don Draper looks great in a fedora so I can too Yeah
1: yeah so let's talk about the important thing Guys
2: you are not John Ham
1: don't <laughs> nope. don't I don't, don't do it. I do not even <laughs> pretend to think I'm John. I'm more like Jake the dog okay like in terms of you're just Ham John Yeah I'm Ham that's just, that's all <laughs> I am All right uh so let's Because we're all already kind of on the same page on Watch Dogs. Uh, Destiny. They showed a little bit more Destiny. And I don't know what we're supposed to be feeling about it at this point. Yeah,
2: exactly. I felt like I'm supposed to be flipping out, but I just... I don't... I don't care. That was... uh, even the trailer they showed before the announcement uh, at the PlayStation conference. I just... it looks like a Bungie game that's sci-fi. It looks too much like Halo for me to be really impressed, surprised right now.
0: So, I agree with that and that to me i mean i have my own like little superstitions about triple a games going like just crashing and burning very very quickly very very soon because i'm a paranoid person but Mm -hmm. this is the big thing this is probably supposed to be from activision's point of view the biggest new franchise of the decade this is bungie finally divorcing itself from microsoft and pushing out this crazy, huge, ambitious new thing. Well, think about the name. It's
2: fucking Destiny.
0: Yeah. And it's a space sci-fi shooter. And, you know, we've played a lot of first-person shooters. And they kind of have come and gone over the years. You know, they were big when Doom came out. Kind of waffled for a bit. Quake researched heavily. Then UT and Quake 3. And then Call of Duty 4, really.
1: Well, no. I mean, don't discount Halo, I would say. I mean, Halo was a pretty big force. Yeah,
0: that's true. Halo.
1: Halo was a big thing. I will say, though, I mean, you know, it's, it's a space-based uh, first-person shooter, which is the exact same thing Bungie has done since it was bought by Microsoft.
0: Right. Yeah. You know, it's
1: not Oni 2, it's not Myth 4. Well, thank God. It's... Oh, man, Oni wasn't that bad. It anyway. Was bad. <laughs> it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. Myth was good. <laughs> it's not Pimps at Sea. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like Bungie gets free of Microsoft, and they're like, what do we really want to do? And then they play Borderlands for a little while.
2: Uh, can we do another shooter, please? Hey, uh, we...
1: We did, used to do like Call of Duty, let's do this one.
2: So is it disappointing then overall that this press conference just kind of did the same thing all console press conferences have done, that they showed us nothing really new new as far as the games go? thats I think that's why I'm so just feeling mediocre about the whole thing, not that the console will be bad, but just what they showed was stuff like Destiny that everyone was expecting. It was not anything surprising to me.
1: There was that for me, and then there was also the fact that they... Uh, we're very vague about the console itself. You know, we don't know what it looks like. We don't know what it costs. Um, we don't know if they're going to try and subsidize the hardware mm-hmm. steeply. Cause I mean, granted, I, I think they learned from E3, what was it? 2005 with the whole 599 us dollars thing that got them in so much trouble
0: on <laughs> in the internet. There was a great animated gif of that, by the way, of Solid Snake with a gun in his mouth and a flashing red $599.99. <laughs> my
2: favorite one on. was a ytm that had Superman scream from the Superman 2 movie and then go backwards <laughs> around the world to reverse the price. It was yeah, that was great.
1: There was a good amount of content on that. Honestly, my favorite part of it was the uh, giant enemy crab from <laughs> Japanese history. But I, I, I know that they were trying to avoid that, but they just kind of set everyone up to go, uh eh what's the price? And then they just didn't say it. Yeah. And like, I would not be so shocked if this ran $500. And I think that's probably a reasonable price given the hardware that they're cramming in there. But at least be upfront about it. As long as you're not hitting the $600 mark, I think you're going to be okay.
0: Here's my question. and This is kind of like my perspective. I think it's okay to be disappointed as a consumer. They didn't show the hardware. They didn't name a price. They didn't name a date. But Microsoft hasn't said anything yet. Not even a little. So does Sony really want to shoehorn itself into saying, we are launching this holiday nebulously, but at this price point or in this even in this range? That just gives Microsoft ammunition. It's a good point. So I think from a publicity standpoint, it would have been kind of damaging for them to just come out and say, "Here's what it looks like." I mean, the hardware is probably the least sketchy thing to show, but like the pricing and the date are so critical to that thing's success because there's so much money yeah. going into it that like I think they can wait till E3.
2: And you know, they already went back on their diversion statement of, "Oh, we're going to wait to show anything until Microsoft makes the first move," which I'm sure everybody knew that was not true. But they've shown a lot, like you're saying, compared to whatever. Xbox is going to do,
1: which is still, as mentioned, completely under wraps. We don't actually know anything about the Xbox yet. No, that's a that's a fair point. um Just out of curiosity, what's the Wii U
2: retailing for? Three fifty for the deluxe and two ninety nine. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, I was gonna say the good one, the <laughs> one that doesn't suck.
2: Yeah, the one that you should buy, the favorite son. Yeah.
1: Okay, so it's three fifty. That's kind of hard to beat. Like it's no two fifty, yeah. but it's still a good price point for something if you're trying to get people uh, to jump on board.
2: And the fact that games like, say, Watch Dogs, it's coming to the Wii U also, I mean, yeah, we're we're not going to have the same graphics, because that's going to be a lot of, it's always the same thing every generation, which one has the best graphics, and kind of the same thing with the Wii last time, but there are going to be more games to the Wii U, I don't think it's going to be a bad platform for someone to invest in, And but neither will the PlayStation, and it's just, I think that whole perception we all have is it was pretty vague, it wasn't a bad conference, and there weren't really any... Uh that I know of funny gifts that came out of this one, but uh they were definitely playing it safe.
1: I think that's fair to say uh any concluding thoughts from you guys?
2: I just have one game that we didn't touch
0: on uh that I wanted to mention oh please so media Mole- molecule sorry showed off um I don't know if they named it, but like this new tool they built this sculpting tool using the uh move controller and like i I can see why that's not like maybe the most exciting announcement, but like that's a company that's always tried really hard to in my opinion, make really good things for mm-hmm. people to express themselves with and i really like seeing people sculpt and like do fine-tune and also like very broad strokes with like in a 3d space using a existing technology looks really cool i actually really want to see what they do with that
2: yeah their philosophy and in little big planet from last generation they were great games with that same idea so new hardware sounds like it will give them the freedom to actually do some really big idea stuff
1: i think it'll be really cool whatever they come up with and the user-generated content is going to be a sea of dicks that, yeah it's just dicks
2: all the way down yeah i, I mean let's be honest here that's not going to change
1: that's true that's <laughs> that's 100 percent true of everything that has user-generated content
2: except for the wii u they've
0: done a remarkable job of keeping that off that's of that. true yeah
1: i wonder if the person who developed the uh the penis detection on the wii u is just one haggard japanese man behind a desk with like all these pictures up and he's like kind of balding and freaking out all the time
2: sweats profusely he has dick mares goes to sleep <laughs> just show up
1: he's he's a very fearful man especially
0: after all he's seen to date but he's sitting on a very valuable pattern right. so good for him <laughs> um what about you guys anything else
1: i'm just going to speculate right now that the actual shipping hardware for the ps4 is going to look identical to a g4 cube fair point i would buy that it's just gonna have a sony logo instead of an apple logo just
2: sharpie out And then written over. (laughs) Yes, that's that's right. (laughs) I guess I'm strangely excited that the third Witcher game is coming out on the PlayStation 4, and they, uh, CD Projekt Red, was flipping out about it. They're really excited. It almost makes me wonder if it'd be cheaper for me to buy a PlayStation 4 to play that game on max settings than upgrade my goddamn video card.
0: Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Well, you
1: could always buy that thousand dollar nvidia card because boy that's that's doing nothing but winning really good press for the pc crowd thanks (sighs) nvidia for that
2: shit i can't fault them for wanting to just go for lack of a better term balls out but at the same time yeah the way that they champion that the same week as the playstation 4 it just it's almost going back in time to this whole console versus pc argument where PC gaming has come a long way. You can pretty much play almost all of the games that you want to on consoles on PC now, and it's more flexible. And it's If you can do both, then you're lucky, like we are. We can um, enjoy both aspects. But now with the next generation, I think it's going to have another turn of, well, why do I want to just spend all this money on a goddamn computer when I can just buy a PlayStation 4 when there's a $1,000 graphics card out there to the layman? So...
1: That was where our discussion of the PlayStation 4 petered out. We still have one more segment of that evening's chats to bring you. The Silicon Sasquatch Podcast is a production of siliconsasquatch.com Produced by Spencer Tordoff. Our editorial staff is Aaron Thayer, Nick Cummings, Doug Bonham, and Tyler Martin.